Hello, everyone, and welcome to Looking In. This is a podcast that highlights Black excellence. Usually, I post every Monday, but since this is a pressing issue in the media and just our current events, um, we're going to be talking about um, the protests, George Floyd, and the impact that the church can have. I want to welcome my two amazing guests. Introduce yourselves. You want to go first, Hannah? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, hi, I'm Hannah Cowan. Um, I'm a student at Branson Centennial Secondary School. I'm in grade 12. I'm also an executive member of the Black Heritage Club at my school, and we've been doing a couple events for that before the strikes happened and before Corona happened. Um, I'm also an advisor for Emerging Global Leaders Jamaica, which is a leadership program for Jamaican students. And I'm excited for this conversation. Curious. Nice. nice. Okay, I'll go. Um, I'm Kimberly, Kimberly Douglas. Um, I'm also a grade 12 student. I go to Central Peel Secondary School. Um, I helped found the Black Students Association at my school this year. And before all of this stuff happened and we had to stay home, we were doing really well and we were having a lot of members visit us each week. And I definitely miss them dearly. <laughs> I'm also a part of the Leadership by Design program, which Hannah is also a part of. And it's just a program for Black students to learn about how they can be leaders in their community. So I'm excited for this conversation as well. Y'all are, wow, like the resumes. Can we just applaud <laughs> this Black excellence, this melanin? I am so excited for this conversation. So first, okay. Hannah, would you like to start off in prayer? No problem. Okay, I'm going to start praying now. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for bringing us here together, whether we're Christian, Muslim, whatever we are, dear Father, just thank you for bringing us in this space. And I pray that you may be in this conversation and drive it to where you want to be and help us to find actual solutions that we as Christians can use in this world today to advocate for the Black community. In your precious name I pray. Amen. 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 So... You guys talk about where where does conversation come from? What triggered um, you two to want to talk about where the church should um, have action in these social justice issues? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, for me, honestly, it was just seeing the statements that these churches were putting out and the statements that the the organizations that um, head these churches were putting out and. You know, I guess they were all in good faith, but for me, it just felt like it was scratching the surface. And we, as Christians, or I guess as the church, they were kind of tiptoeing around some bigger issues because I understand that it's kind of just a thing in the church to not get too controversial, not step on people's toes. But I was just seeing a lot of that in the statements that were coming out. Wait, I think we forgot to introduce our connection to the church. Um, so oh, I'll yeah. go first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a youth leader at uh, my Mississauga SDA church. I don't know if I should put that on the internet, but yeah, um, <laughs> I've been a part of the Sunday events church all my life. How about y'all? Um, just like Ani, I'm a youth leader at the Malton Seventh-day Adventist church. I've also been going to church all my life, too. Nice, nice. I am not a youth leader at my church, but <laughs> um, I did grow up in the church my entire life. My dad is a pastor, um, my grandpa is a pastor, and my uncle is a pastor. So, um, you know, it's just been a thing our whole lives. I'm Pentecostal, 
um, unlike you guys. And I go to West End Worship Center in Toronto. So perfect. Great that we are looking into different perspectives from different denominations. And I just want to say that we do not speak on the church's behalf. Any churches that we listed, we are not affiliated during this conversation. So yes, Hannah, would you like to say where these feelings came from? Uh, so for me, it's kind of similar to what um, Kim has been saying, just saying, seeing how the church has been saying, like, we should separate ourselves from politics. We're all God's children. Um, every life matters. Of course, it does. But right now, Black Lives Matter. And for a very long time. But And I feel like um, in the same way that Jesus used his voice to speak up for the oppressed and to basically, like, lend his hand, I feel like we as Christians should be doing the same thing. And I feel like it's a dishonor to God when we try to separate ourselves from these, from these things and try to pick a side. But really, it's our job to just love other people and do the best that we can to speak up for these groups. Yeah, and I feel like for me, why I'm very interested in this conversation, especially when Hannah, um, you know, put it out to me, is that uh, recently growing up Caribbean, you know, Caribbean Christians sometimes want to step away from this topic. They don't want to address it. They feel as though they're superior to any injustice. I don't know why. Uh, we are yeah. children of uprisings. We are children of, um, you know, we're Caribbean. Like, we, we Africa did that. runs through our veins. Exactly, exactly. Just because we are a part of the diaspora does not belittle us. Our ancestors were slaves. They were raped. They were beaten. They were taken away. We do not have any. We don't know where we're from from Africa. So if if this does not anger you um, as a Christian, as a leader, as a black person, I just believe that's anti-black. I you can be black, but you can also be anti-black, and that is very upsetting to me. It it um, enrages me because you as a Christian, you as a leader, you need to know that. Um, that when there were the the hundred sheep is i don't know the story but, <laughs> you know the, the one you know. ran away the not jesus yeah, yeah it was like shout out to you that one it. sheep i want to know how you doing i want to know exactly. what you're doing with your life i want to know exactly. why like that if if one person if uh, if one person a part of your congregation a part of this world a part of society is hurting you see that group if you're advocating for human rights you're advocating for human rights Mm-hmm. very well said honestly because i feel like the church sometimes you know quotes the bible but then when we need them to quote it they're not quoting it and it's just like the interpretation is wrong sometimes like we're, we're missing bigger pictures like how you said with the the hundred sheep and jesus loved the 99 to go find the one it's like that just means so much more today in 2020 so mm-hmm. I think, like we're we're missing the bigger picture in a lot of God's word right now. Yeah. Um just going back to what Kim was saying too, like we can like continue to preach like um four three three angels message. Forgive me, three angels <laughs> message, the prophecies of um in the Bible of Jesus coming, which is all great, but we have we're living in this world today to address the here and now and how we can help the people around us. It's nice to look in the future and be optimistic, all these things happening. The health message is great. You know, if, you, if you're into that, good for you. Like, right. that's great. But I feel like once you distance yourself from that, like, that's not really showing your humanity. And I think now is a time to really get involved, even if you don't 
like want to get involved with politics, but at least use your voice in some type of a way. People are suffering. I'm on Zoom. Sorry, that was my brother. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but um, with that, uh, how I'm gonna? This is not associated directly to the church, but how do you feel? that uh donald trump held the bible in response to the uh, okay. we ain't got a lot of time so. listen <laughs> listen Adney. there's one word to describe that and it's blasphemy yes that's it there is only one word that is blasphemy that is a it's the reason right it's the reason stuff like that is the reason why so many people take things like that out of context and create a bigger picture for Christians and decide, oh, all Christians do this, all Christians do that. Sorry about the noise in my house. My brother just came home. But, okay. but um, yeah, like it, it gives a bad name for all of us. I don't understand how you can call in your, your military officers, call in the National Guard to mace people, to tear gas people, to beat people up in the streets, American citizens on American soil, and then in the same breath, go take a walk to the church next door and hold up a Bible for a photo op. I just don't get how the two can coexist. It doesn't make sense to me, and it was very offensive, and I was very upset about it. I know, Hannah, you're going to say something, but just to add on, he is not associated to any church. Um, he does not know Mark from Genesis, Luke from Exodus. He does not know uh, the gospel from the New Testament, from the... like. He he is not associated to the church, but he gaslights organizations such as evangelicals. Anyways, Hannah, I know you want to speak on this. That was facts. But yeah, the Bible talks about there being, like, in the last days being false prophets. I'm not really sure, or I don't really remember where exactly it's taken from. And just him Matthew going in front of this church, holding the Bible upside down, I feel like is a big sign. Matthew 24. Really and like what we're against as Christians, like oh, just that, like you gotta I be careful because be people will preach anything nowadays. You can't take it like you have to take it with a grain of salt, or you can't take it like how it is face on because there's more behind it. And if you don't know your word and if you're not grounded in God, you're gonna be deceived easily. So for him to just do that, and then you have some Christians that will go along with it, like he is the man of God. He's no. representing us. Anyone when really, the Bible. there's more behind this than you would ever know about. So we just have to stay vigilant. And when we see these things, I believe. And yeah, there are direct parallels to this. And sadly, Hitler, um, for a trigger warning for any uh, Jewish listeners, they, there are direct parallels to his um, ideals and his way of, quote unquote, leadership. Because everything that he does is... Um, uh, it is um, against the Constitution. It is against the Geneva Act, and is it is uh, it is terrorism. Honestly, it is it. This is unlawful and fascist to a point. So, if we are anti-fascist, how are you going to make a, a anti-fascist group a terrorist group? And but I don't want to make this conversation too much on this subject. I know you guys have a lot to say, um, more so about what's happening um, in our local communities, in our local churches. Um, so, going back to that, like what are steps moving forward as um, Christians from all sorts of denominations? How should the Christian church, whether, I don't even want to list denominations because we don't speak on them, but um, how 
what efforts should they do to get involved during this movement? Um, I would say start moving from just prayer and like getting down on your knees and your devotion in the morning. All that stuff is amazing. And we need that stuff. But we also need the action part of it. We also need the church to be stepping out onto the streets if they can and staying safe in the, in the best way possible to whether it's being just the people there who can hand out water or food or remind everyone that Jesus loves them and what this is all about. Mm-hmm. I feel giving like, prayers in the street too. If you exactly. Need to. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I don't know, like just growing up in the church and always hearing like, Oh, we just have to pray about this. We just have to pray about this. I completely understand, but the Bible also says that faith without works is dead. James, come on, quote the book so of James. So we can't just we can't just sit around and pray. Our ancestors didn't just sit around and pray. They prayed, but then they got up and they put some action behind that prayer. So I feel like we just owe it to ourselves as Christians to add something on top of the prayer. Yeah, basically what Kim said, putting our faith in action. Faith without works is basically dead. Even though we're all trying to get get to heaven, it's not just by our works that we get to heaven, it's by the grace of God. But using Jesus as an example of who he was on earth, we can apply that to ourselves. We don't have to be at war with anybody. We just It's basically yeah. just up to us to be out there and saying like, hey, this is trying times. I'm here to support. I'm here to be a listening ear. I'm here to give you um, the things that you may say you need, you know? Exactly. It's not just about picking a certain side. And for the Christians who may be listening um, and who've gone to this point, who believe that this movement is redundant and that they are looters and they're stealing and isn't that against the message of God? And uh, why are we enacting violence as uh, for these protests? What do you have to say to them? That's a hard one. <laughs> that is a hard one. Um, outrage you have to i don't know like it's very complex and i understand like i don't i don't want to be the type of christian to say they shouldn't be doing this because it's against the bible they shouldn't be doing that because you know you know justice is justice but like the same time i don't know like they're on looted land (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying they should go out there and steal but exactly i don't know there's definitely there's definitely two parts of me like i'm this is ripping me in half because I'm like you know obviously on one side I was raised with these morals and these values but I can also understand how 400 years of oppression can push you to a point where you're so angry that you would kind of do anything to let other people feel your pain and not even to mention not even to go into who the real looters are who are just blaming it on black people and pinning it on black people and we end up with the blame so it's just, I can, I can definitely see all sides of it from a Christian standpoint and then from the worldly standpoint. Well, for the Christians, for me answering that question, I would just say that they're hypocrites because um, the masters, the slave masters manipulated and abused the word of the Bible to rape and to enable patriarchy. So if you believe that this is wrong, what is, your, what is the foundation of your religion built on? Uh, that, that's that's what I would say. You know, if if we look at um, uh, the Roman Empire, if we look at how Christianity developed on 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 that sense, on a worldly sense, not the spiritual way, it's like 
it, it does not go. A, a riot and the, these things have, war have been enabled by the Christian community. So do not try to uh, uh, justify it um, due to your own pride and due to your own ego and a conscious stupidity and sincere ignorance like Malcolm Luther King would say. You need to be aware of these times and that there would not be pressure on the system right now if there weren't looters and if there weren't these riots right now. So that's what I would say to them. Mm-hmm. And oh, very I also well feel said, like, sure. Were you going to say something, Kim? Yeah, no, go ahead. I also feel like once you look at how the system or particu- particularly in the U.S. has been treating Black people down there, I feel like there's a reason for the outrage. If you're going to treat people these are these types of way, you're obviously going to push them to the limits that you wouldn't want them to go to. So I feel it's just reciprocal at this point. Mm. Exactly. I saw something um, like earlier today or a couple of days ago, and it said, um, you can't turn up the heat and not expect the pot to boil. Like you simply can't. It's so disrespectful and manipulative to expect to be able to disrespect someone without them reacting, without them standing up for themselves with just expecting them to just lay down and take it. That's manipulative. Like any human being is going to try and defend themselves. Any human being is going to retaliate as just a natural response. You don't have the right to act shocked when that happens, especially from a group that you've been oppressing for 400 years. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Honestly, I agree with everything that you said. And this conversation has been so thought provoking, especially for me. Like, um, I didn't even fully process what's been happening. Like for the last, I, probably like last week when I had that live is when I really processed just the George Floyd situation for everything to come up now, like for, for the peaceful or, well, we don't talk about Montreal, but for the protests happening here in Canada and people speaking about this in Syria, you know, there's, there's a wow. war in Syria. That's Syria. So, they stopped. New Zealand and all these different types of like globally, this is an issue. And we as Christians, we need to use our power in society because we are the dominant um, religion, sadly. But we need to use yeah. our power to show solidarity for Black lives. We need to um, uh, not be the, we need to challenge the oppressor. We, oppressor we need to challenge this oppressive system and be followers of christ doing so we need to pray for our protesters we need to pray for the political leaders so that they can actually find the rage to speak up on these issues we need to pray for everyone in this time we need to pray for our mental health we need to pray for our black brothers and our black sisters and that'll be my ending point for today (laughs) nice also like Although this is a, um, I won't say a war, but like a conflict um, between the races, it's also, when you read the Bible, a conflict between good and evil. So prayer is good. Action will be great as well. Very good. So make sure you're right up here before you go on doing these type of things and saying these type of things, because we just want to understand where these people are coming from, but to also pray for them and lend them the help that they need during this time. And also um, in Proverbs 31, verses 8 to 9, I just read it today, 
It says, speak up for those who cannot speak up for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Mm. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. So we have to remember that although God is a God of peace and love and all these great things, he's also a God of justice. <laughs> Amen. Okay? Come on. Justice. Come on. Here we you. want justice. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Honestly, it's, this has been a good conversation, y'all. And um, I would have to say as, as my like overall point, I would just say that the church just needs to keep showing up for the black community. The black community value, values the church so much. Most of us grew Special up church. in the church. 70%. Most of us were taken to church with our grandmothers, our grandmothers and our great grandmothers and our great 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 grandmothers. All of their prayers are still on us and on our lives. And even if you know black people who don't go to church, they have that level of respect for the church because we just know that it's always shown up for us. Mm-hmm. So if it's always shown up for us, it needs to keep showing up for us, especially in times like this, because the last thing we want is black people deciding that, you know, the church hasn't been here for us and that we should turn away. And why would we show up for them if they don't show up for us and the whole nine yards? And that would just start a whole nother controversy. So we need to stick with our people, especially our churches that are predominantly black, and make sure that that continues to be the narrative that we're staying up for our people. And it's funny that you say that because that is that is actually happening right now, especially in the Adventist church, especially in all denominations, that there there's an exodus of youth leaving because they don't feel heard. And yes. um, if the church does not play a role in this event, there will be an extreme exodus. That chill, if you don't know what that means, like youth are okay. leaving at massive amounts. Um, we are mm-hmm. we around seventy percent of youth that. I think it's bigger than 70%. I forget the exact number. Sorry, don't quote me. But like, we are leaving. And at these times, we need the word of God. And again, faith comes with works. So not only prayer, like we need to start donating. You can donate your tithes, not just to the church organization, but tithes is to charity. Um, Donate to Black Lives Matter. Donate to the bail fund. Donate to Black businesses. um, Donate for locally your your Black organizations, your community organizations. So for um, organizations that I'm connected to would be the Guelph Black Heritage Society. And I just recently donated. I've been wanting to but um at this moment financially just worked out better for me um Mm -hmm. the caribbean associate your caribbean association um in your region so there's one in halton there's one in waterloo i'm pretty sure there would be one a couple in the gta and that that can be your tithes and offerings um so don't think that you're limited just to the church to spread the word and to again donate so i would just like so would you like to close in prayer kim sure yeah no problem um kim or me <laughs> i think she's gonna me yeah kim okay Sorry. i'll go because hannah opened okay all right everyone close your eyes dear heavenly father we come to you right now we just thank you for this very enriching conversation that you allowed us to have together i pray for Adney, i pray for hannah and i pray for myself as well as everyone out here right now who is fighting this battle of just looking for justice, Lord. I pray that you will keep the church in this conversation. I pray that you will allow the church to stand up and step up for our people and that we will constantly look to you and your word in prayer. 
for help and where to go from here, Lord. We thank you and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for, if you made it this far, I applaud you. Uh, follow us on Instagram um, at lookingin.blkgirl. Put your Instagrams if you want to be followed. Kim? Um, <laughs> follow me at um, h.mc. Oh, good. And I'm k.d.o.u.g.s.s. So k.dugs on Instagram. Period. And uh, again, thank you so much. Like, share, comment, do whatever you want. And bye-bye.